0: hey everybody coach here man i wish you could join me right now because we are in the middle of fall color extravaganza up in northern minnesota in october oh my god we went on a bike ride yesterday and it's amazing we finished the ride because there were so many photos being shot and good golly beautiful beautiful time of year but that's not what we're talking about here today we're talking about the bones of the landscape that uh ever-present plant sentinels that stand watch over your landscape during the deep dark cold weeks and months of winter. so what does your landscape look like in winter? you know does it look like a like a barren wasteland you know with a single tree out front and nothing but grass? that's okay during the growing season but then it looks like the frozen tundra of lambeau field in the rest of the time of year. there's snow on the ground or it's gloomy and gray and raining everybody knows what i'm talking about so this week we are talking about the bones of your landscape and how you can still make it look green with form and function and quite a bit of visual appeal so let's get started i'm glad you're here hey i'm matt you can call me coach every friday i bring with me landscape diy education concepts and theories ideas and solutions so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself get professional results save a whole lot of money in the process and in this day and age be a lot more self-reliant man after a 20 plus year career in the green industry i'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that i want to share with you guys the new modern educated self-reliant homeowner of today although last week i talked about color chasing and planning out your landscape to provide the most longest lasting color punch it can give you there are those periods of the year and for some of you for those long periods of the year where you know color is just non-existent there's nothing but white out there and hey you know i get it you, you can't have it year round you can move some color inside if you want to try and have uh, little bit of color christmas cactus and poinsettias and other things that you can get inside and will actually bloom for you but for the most part the bones of your landscape is what's going to carry you through the winter months this is where the savvy homeowner or landscape designer has given some planning and forethought to the original landscape layout or a makeover layout to counteract those bleak weeks and months when there's not a bloom to be found. it's having some bones in the landscape that are viable have some appealing qualities and carry the visual punch needed when color is just lacking plain and simple unless you like white more apparent in the northerly latitudes obviously and less in the southerly where the warmer temps still allow for color punch virtually year-round you lucky bastards the bones of any landscape are those shrubs and trees that carry the landscape in the winter months they provide windbreaks and snow breaks green color most of the time shapes and a modicum of landscape interest then they kind of politely give way to those center stage hams known as perennials and annuals and bulbs and blooming trees and shrubs yeah they give way to that after a while but they're the ones that did stand guard and did carry that landscape through the really formidable weeks and months you know bones of the landscape are usually evergreen and when i say evergreen i'm not talking about just the leaf but it's also evergreens mostly juniper, uh, cypress, spruce, and other things. Uh, although the leaf overall color may change a little bit in prolonged cold winters to even like a coppery or even a dull orange look, although covered in snow on occasion, when it does have melt-off it reveals those bones again, and then you have the contrast of greens and golds against white snow, looks kind of slick although this time of year these evergreens are dormant but they hold on to everything year round as far as needles or leaf or whatever that might be and the new growth comes on later but meanwhile hey at least you got something that's uh, vertical it's got something that's got some color on it and i'll explain in a few minutes the color just doesn't come from leaf and it doesn't just come from flower and yet in warmer climes say zones eight and above evergreens can still be blooming and adding yet again more color to the landscape you know where i was in zone 9a one plant i used a lot for winter color and interest was the Sasanqua camellia and if this happens to you know be in areas eight nine ten for you you might want to consider them because sometimes those workhorses started blooming in fall and they often did not quit, depending on the variety, until February or even early March. You know, and I used a couple of different kinds. You know, there was there was one that was called uh, Apple Blossom. Those workhorses started blooming in fall and often did not quit until February or early March. I, I used, uh, you know, anywhere from two to three to even five different kinds, depending on what the design called for. But uh, ones like Jean May and uh, Shishi Gaishira, And there was one really low one and the name escapes me right now but it stayed very very low and there was some white ones uh, setsugeka and some other ones but uh, hey they were they were winter bloomers there was one even called yuletide and i'll only let you guess about when that one bloomed but uh good for zones eight nine ten maybe even eleven so think about those you know but other bones of the landscape for some of the colder areas generally surrounded the conifers and juniper varieties selections like spruce pine a lot of the columnar junipers for privacy screens and stuff and then low growing and mid-sized junipers and other evergreens like holly both tall and small mahonia nandina some viburnums and the like you know those are the ones that get you through the the zones probably five to five to eight below five yeah you guys were pretty much relegated to evergreens anything that wanted to keep a needle or keep anything green on the shrub itself having the shrubs and screens can be accentuated more with a, a good selection of winter trees and the interest that those trees can bring as well you know shapely and well-pruned japanese maples in the warmer areas some of the the smaller magnolia the evergreen magnolias like little gem uh, well-shaped and pruned crepe myrtles or screens like Nellie stephen holly green giant Arborvitae, and many columnar evergreens work well most will stand up to cold snaps that occasionally roll through but check the zone rating of something that you might find you like before you go out and purchase it and certainly before you plant it keeping a really well thought out selection of these bone plants can keep that cared for landscape intact and have an appearance that makes it still look like a yard and not just a snow-covered tundra does it take a little thought and planning to achieve well sure it does like anything else that is done right the first time online searches nursery visits questions and yes some trial and error may be involved but to that the more planning the less trial and error that'll creep in I guarantee you that I hate to say it but those of you in the super colds and you know where you're at I know where maestro and i are at right now, it'll be super cold. we're in zone three right now outside of bemidji, minnesota and you give this place another couple months, yeah yeah this is uh, this is not the kind of cold that i am certainly used to and we'll fly south like a canada goose and find some warmer climes. but for people up here, you're really relegated for uh, the bone type of plants, you're relegated to the the pines, the junipers, and some deciduous some deciduous plants with some interest and one of those one of those or a couple of those i want to mention here in just a second i think and i don't know how you feel but i think that the larger spruces and cedars when they're draped in their snow-covered heavy boughs i think they're really quite a sight and i think they're beautiful to look at Especially around the holidays, obviously. You know, a common design practice and use of bone plants is that they are backdrop plants or at the most mid plants, mid bed plants. This is true some of the time, depending on a few things. One would be location, zone, location, that type of thing. But more importantly, the size of the landscape and the availability for the size, the bed size. I can remember one design that I did. up in the high foothills of california many years ago big big landscape design they wanted all drawn out but I never did a damn thing with it but uh, the beds were huge they were huge up there and i used taller evergreens and stuff that were mid-bed size only because these evergreens this privacy screen actually was so big the bed was so big that the privacy screen went in the middle of the bed and then there were step down plants that went on both sides of this screen the bed was probably 30 to 40 feet in width it was huge so i was using things like emerald arborvitae and some green giant arborvitae even some blue spruce that kind of stuff and it, it really looked good you know it looked good You know, other ways to take, say, uh, deciduous shrubs and trees and make them interesting in winter is through selective and decorative pruning. Through shaping and contorting the plants, some selections can really add some visual interest, especially if tastefully illuminated at night. Try using things like uh, weeping blue Atlantic cedar. Uh, young eye birch, weeping cherry, some dissectum maples, the mid sized manzanitas, even California lilac at times, the ceanothus, the mid sized, and some others. You have to prune and train them from a young age to achieve the shapes that you desire, but when they do grow up and you keep up on them a little bit, uh, they can look quite striking in the wintertime. And don't forget about bark color as well. They may not have leaves but the bright red bark of like uh, arctic fire dogwood or yellow dogwood is pretty striking and very contrasts very very well to the white of snow covered yards and it gives you some interest it really does. hey you know me, i love color in the garden but there are those places, those zones and locations that just don't allow it in the form of bloom at certain times of the year. for those we turn to these structural sentinels in the cold these bone plants to get us through those months and allow our landscape to still look attractive so don't forget about them if you want a little cheat sheet and i've used this hundreds of times by now one that i have used many many times that is the website of monrovia nursery punch in your zip code and your plant needs and it will kick out plants that will work for you. here's a here's a tip though if you put in zone three your selection you will see will be less and less and less but at least you know what works there you really will. yes indeed don't forget the structural bones of your landscape plan. now it's nice to have all the pretties it's nice to have all the blooms but you got a plan for that late november to late february and beyond to still have something that looks nice, something to think about. your color will be there later on in the year, next spring, but when absent, the bones pick up the slack, jack, they really do. and with that, i'll say see you next week. support is always appreciated. i'd really like you to join me over on the youtube channel and join me as a member so we can start kicking out a little extra education for you. thanks again, and by the way, this week, I'd like to thank Brian for his question on Dodonea on the gram. I hope my answer helped you out a little bit, Brian. Thanks for paying attention. Guys, as always, to your landscape success, I'll see you next week. Bones of the landscape, very important part of your landscape design. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.